Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Hi, Marketing Rebels. What if you could have a stunning website tailored to your unique brand all created in mere seconds? Sounds like a dream, right? Well, we all singers AI website builder is actually a reality. I give it a whirl because you know me. And honestly, I was blown away. Just answer three simple questions and voila, your website, complete with copy and images, springs to life. And the best part? You can tweak it to perfection with a drag and drop editor. No coding, no fuss. Imagine unleashing your brand's potential with a website that's not only stunning, but also SEO friendly. Plus, with Ostinger's AI tools, you can even predict visitor behavior, the closest thing to a crystal ball for your business. Ready to revolutionize your online presence? Head over to hostinger.com AMS to use the code AMS for 10% off your order and a free domain name. Your dream website is just a few clicks away. On with today's class. Are you ready to take climate action with your work? Today, we are talking about adding true impact to your brand. Enter Alia Anabi, a sustainability consultant, positive mentor, and a true beacon of positive energy. She is the force behind Green Push, and she's on a mission to light a fire under all of us to make serious climate action. In a world where there is so much to improve, she challenges us to think, what kind of impact do you want to make? And guess what? Sometimes less is indeed more. And here's a question. Are you living your life for others or are you carving out a path that is unapologetically yours? Halia's stories will have you thinking just about that. And if you're a fan of Bene Brown or love a good metaphor, you're in for a treat or two. A matador and a bull even come into the picture. Learn how to turn values into action and finding what truly resonates with you. So are you ready to learn how to become a smart given to challenge the status quo 
and to make a positive dent in the world, let's get the ball rolling with the incredible Aliyah. May today's class begin. So I don't know, Aliyah, if you know the, is it a quote? A woman that changes her hair is ready to change the world or something along those lines. Do you know which quote I'm talking about? Or am I completely wildly putting you into a whole new territory here? <laughs> no, I've never heard about this one. <laughs> I think it's Audrey Hepburn and it's, it's a variation of this. So dear listener, if I got it wrong, forgive me. But I just find this one of those things where I don't know if you have it, but when I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something with my hair, I'm going to kind of change it, I'm going to style it, I'm going to cut it. It's like, it's like a little bit of a fresh reset. And I find that like this year, I kind of was like, you know what, I'm going to do it a few times. That's my little fresh resets, like the little kind of pauses that I press. It's almost like a weird version of um, kind of taking time for myself. And I found that that has evolved as I've got older, uh, the different things that I do to kind of um, take care of myself and refill my own cup. And since we were talking about before we went on your haircut, uh, I was wondering, <laughs> are there any other things that you love to do to refill your own cup? Like things that you like to do to actually kind of step back and reset and kind of show up again, you know, the following day with the right energy and all these things. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it's a really personal one because it's it depends on what brings you energy in a way. For me, definitely people. <laughs> I love people. So I know that I'm, I am an extrovert. Like this is not something that, you know, like a lot of people know about it. And whenever I feel low in energy, if I see people, like if I see friends over dinner, then that's it. Like I'm back on full on energy. And I remember actually two weeks ago, I was in Singapore and I had a very rough landing in a way. Like I, everything happened at the same time. I also fell down in the street. I broke a finger. It was like, kind of like all the little things happening at the same time and I was just like fed up ready to call it a day but then I had dinner with some really close friends of mine and it's like it's kind of like removed all the bad things that happened during that day because I saw my friends and I was with them so this is definitely my number one and then I also have things like you what you just shared going to the hairdresser going to I don't know for a massage or just treating and pampering yourself to something that you enjoy and and also celebrating the little wins, I would say, and take some time to pause and reflect sometime. Another big one for me is going to nature. So I have my beach walks, hopefully every day. I Sometimes when I want to like properly press pause, I can go in nature for a few days and really, really disconnect. So I did that actually two weeks ago. I went in the middle of Bali where I live and for 48 hours I was just in the middle of like the mountains and rice fields and this is really something that helps me reset in a way and reflect as well and I think nature is definitely a big one after people <laughs> or before people I don't know two excellent options I'm a huge fan of nature and walks and my husband always jokes with me he's like are you going on the fourth walk of the day and I'm like yes I am <laughs> is there a problem <laughs> <laughs> he jokes about it because it's just funny because you can see me marching up and down the little parks and I find that especially when you work in a digital space and I guess as, especially where you live obviously living in Bali as well I'm sure you work with different people from different areas which also means a lot of the work and the connections are done over a screen and even marketers in general if you want to go on a wider spectrum there's a lot of work that we do digitally which is fine which is great and there's a lot of things that we do kind of in the privacy of our space or even a shared space physical working space but 
like that grounding, I think is really important. And whatever grounding means to you, some people might all roll the little eyes. The couple of listeners might be like, well, hugging a tree is not my favorite thing. First of all, try it. And then you tell me if you don't love it, because I love hugging trees. They're the best. Sometimes I'd be confused because I just jump at them and be like, hi, I'm a friend. And people are like, is she okay? You know, I find that I mean, like finding whatever grounds you is really, really important. And I know that today when it comes to talking about like some of the things that you can share and some of the work that you do, a lot of what we do, especially if we want to make an impact or a difference, is really about showing up and it's sometimes holding the space, sometimes it's guiding people. Even as a marketer, you can see that a lot of the work that you do is building relationships. And I think there's a bit of a misunderstanding of how much time and energy relationships take. Going back to obviously friends, which I think is a great way to build relationships. But I don't know. I want to hear your opinion, actually, like about the connections that you've made and the network, because I know it's such a big, important part. That's how we met, kind of like a cross-network thing. Network are so important, but it's all about building relationship. And I think we underestimate the amount of energy that that takes as well. Yeah, yeah, agree. And I think the first thing is, who do you want to connect with? You know, like, who are, what are your type of people? Because there's connections and connections. And I think, especially if you go like to networking events or live events, because when it's on LinkedIn, for example, it's a little bit more intentional because you look at a profile of a person and, you know, the work of that person might interest you or find it, you might find it really inspiring. So there's a little bit more intention when you send a DM saying, hey, I've been following you or I find what you do amazing. Let's, you know, let's just connect or let's have a call. This is different because you choose to do it. Whereas when you go on events and all, it's an amazing way to meet new people. But I think it's about always reconnecting yourself to how you feel when you're talking to that person. How do you feel? Because a lot of times it happens and we, it's normal. Like We can't connect with everyone. A lot of times it happens that you start talking to a person and honestly, like something just goes into my head. I'm like, nope, I'm not connecting right now. Nope, I need to cut it short. <laughs> I need to go and see somewhere else. And that's also okay, you know, being someone who also organizes events and all, it took me a lot of time to understand because I felt like, especially as a community builder, like I need to almost be friends with everyone and be nice to everyone. But to be honest, no, like there are really people who I really connect with and then you can feel it. Like you can really feel like, oh, I want to have lunch with that person. I want to like see her again or see him again. And then sometimes it's just a no. And if it's a no, that's also okay. And it took me a long time to really be okay with that. Now, like also a question that I ask myself a lot when you said about building relationships is, do I see myself having a one-on-one with that person? If I, you know, meet someone and then I hang out, have a chat and all. Do I see myself going on a lunch date with that person? Yes or no? Honestly, if it's a yes, go for it. Nurture that relationship. Touch base with that person. Say Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Come back and ask for some news. Or, you know, I find WhatsApp also to be a nice way to really stay in touch because it's much casual. You can say voice notes. And yeah, and this was actually a big lesson for me this year to really put at the center relationships way before sales or anything else because at the end of the day whatever you do you're it's still human to human you know what i mean even if you embody a brand or even if you work for a company at the end of the day whatever service you do or product you're still a human selling to another human for example i think it's really important to understand that there's a 
relationship that needs to be mutual as well, that needs to be enjoyable for both people. Because if it's not, it's just going to be painful. There was a client where the project was not that amazing for me. And, you know, I ended up feeling really sad doing it. And I'm like, why, why, why am I putting myself out there for this? You know, like I need to enjoy working with the person as well. You know, it's not just about the project. It's not just about the work that you do or the impact that you have, but it's also about that journey that you're sharing with the person you're working or collaborating with as well. Um, I really like the journey piece and it's funny, I was having a conversation uh, with somebody else as well a couple of weeks back talking about a light in a live event and it's going to be on the podcast as well, spoiler alert, but I'm not going to mention him yet. And we were talking about kind of the importance of saying no, especially thinking if people are the right fit for you, especially clients. And we were both saying easier said than done when you're starting out either from scratch or starting out again, because obviously we we sometimes need that support. Sometimes we need just income or whatever that might be. And it's a lesson that sometimes I have to relearn to be like, no, actually, when my gut's saying this is not a great idea because it doesn't feel right. If you follow that, other opportunities will come. But it is a leap of faith. It is a leap of faith would be like actually not spending the energy with, as you say, a project that doesn't light you up. Or again, maybe a person that you know you will not work well when it comes to boundaries. That's not a big one. And it kind of leads me to another point that slides into class in session, which is our main section, which is talking about almost intentional and purpose purpose-driven connections, I'm going to say, but in the way that we're talking about purpose as actually having a purpose for them. And in our class and session, we start off by asking you to teach us something. For that, I want to actually to kind of dive a bit deeper into one of the, the, you know, the passions that you have and the focus that you do, which is a lot about a topic that, Alia, I wish people talked about more and or understood how to weave it into everything they do. I'm just going to preempt it there. So if we know what we're going to talk about today, I think there's a lot of blocks and it might be that's what's kind of come up, like some of the blocks that you see with the clients that you've had as well. I'm going to ask you, let's kind of use the lens of maybe like the sustainable piece as a whole. You can kind of tap in wherever you see it fit. What would be one thing that you can teach our students and our listeners in one minute or so, keep it flexible, related to what you do related, I would say, especially to the sustainable effort and kind of, you know, making a wider impact when it comes to your work? Yeah, that's a really good and broad question in one minute. But <laughs> when it comes to sustainability, what I like to say is that it's a really large umbrella and it can mean anything, right? At the end of the day, because it's a word that is really overused. What's important is to see what speaks to your heart. What topic speaks to your heart? And we all come from a different angle. We, we have all different interests as well as people. If you do things that speak to you and that really trigger something in you, you're going to genuinely put a good amount of energy and good energy in something that really fuels you up. That's what I like to do in the workshop that I have to help people find their own climate action because we are all different. There are different things that we know how to do as well, different skill sets but also different things that bring us energy. And we were talking about it at the beginning of the conversation. I've met so many people, you know, who were, for example, they could talk for hours about food waste. So there's an example that I like to share. If you go to a supermarket and then you see a, a fruit or, or veggie that is going to go to waste and is wrapped in plastic. So if you're someone who's really... I don't know, into food waste and you don't find it normal that we have so much food waste in the world and, you know, you want to solve world hunger and all, 
you might buy it immediately because you know that it's really wrong to have food going to waste. If you're someone who's really, I don't know, into ocean conservation and you're all about plastic pollution, how wrong it is, and you're putting a lot of effort into this or talking about these topics or even learning about it, it doesn't have to always be being in action mode. It can also be learning about things that speak to you and interest you. Maybe you're just going to boycott that because it's wrapped in plastic and you're against buying anything in plastic. And that's also fine. You know, like there's no right or wrong. And I feel it's especially on online where you start learning. There's I don't know how it is exactly now, but when I was on my own learning journey, there was a lot of there's only one way to do it. Like you have to be zero waste and it has to be zero or almost putting a lot of pressure on people. And it kind of removes that barrier to even start. Or you are someone like me who starts start to do things and you feel it's never enough so you're never like satisfied with yourself and then you just feel it starts filling you up with anxiety and then you just kind of get all these type of emotions because you feel that you're not enough and not doing enough yeah i think it's really important to just sit down really think and take that minute to think like what is that topic that speaks to you maybe you can look at online resources like the project drawdown which is which has mapped like a hundred solutions worldwide like that can be used to tackle this crisis that we're in and then look at the the topic that speaks to you that lights you up where you feel like you want to learn more where you want to do more where another question that can be asked is if you have a full weekend where you can volunteer somewhere and you're not getting paid obviously what would you do you know where would you volunteer what type of NGO would you like to contribute your time to is it a beach cleanup uh, NGO tackling you know and cleaning beaches, or is it an NGO helping uh, children get education, for example? There are so many different types of NGOs out there. Thinking about this is a really, really interesting question as well. I love that. I'm going to do my little happy dance. This alliance is coming now. <laughs> it's like, and they all change. Sometimes it's like dad dance, which is really close to my, to my chest. Sometimes it's more up, up out. Uh, today's dad dance, really happy dad dance. Why? Because first of all, you prompted a question that I had. So yay, which was about what would you say are some of the obstacles that people have, especially when they're getting started. And it was kind of like a leading question that was hoping to get into the idea of like, am I doing enough? Because that's generally what some of our students come to us when they're like, we want to bring some of the values that we have into reality. We want to make, you know, we want to actually make a difference and bring this conversation into who we are and what we do as a company or as myself, if it's just company or one. And I always hear, well, what if, you know, what I'm doing is not enough? And I'm going to say, and I want to hear your opinion. And then I have kind of like a follow-up question to the point that you made about understanding what, what lights you up, which I love, which is, do you find, or have you found in your own personal experience that like just the online world can be so wonderful, but also can have its challenges? Do you find that sometimes also there's peer or outside pressure that you, know, you feel like you should be doing more? I'm going to put some context here. The reason why I'm saying this is because there's a lot of people that I follow and that I've connected with, obviously because of what I do, they are very vocal about different areas when it comes to everything from sustainable to accessible and inclusive content, marketing, business. And I find that sometimes they have to come back and remind their audience of being like, I know that I'm not perfect, but, you know, this is what I'm doing right now because they find that there can be a lot of criticism and they're looked with a bit of a wider lens of, are you doing enough? Why are you doing this thing? If you say that you want to, let's say you're talking about food waste, why are you then holding a broccoli that has been put in a plastic bag? This is the context. This is the conversation that I wanted to have. And this is just me 
kind of thinking um you know putting myself in the place of the listener being like but what if then other people are going to start keeping tabs on me what should i do if i want to do things but i'm afraid that people are always going to say is not enough so it's not just the internal conversation it's also the online space let me know if i'm making sense mm-hmm. and i know it's a big loaded question yeah. but i really want to give our listeners like i know that that's a big thing that can actually stop them from being like i want to do things but you know, what if other people think is not enough? What if then I cannot do other things because I'm supposed to be doing things all way in or nothing, you know? Hard question. So one question I'm going to answer with another question. Do you live for people? Do you live for yourself? That's a really important question to ask yourself because at the end of the day, people, and it's something I learned from a, actually a TED talk from Brené Brown. I don't know if you know her, but she's amazing. And she talks about all these topics of vulnerability as well. And she said, you know, she put herself out there during this TED talk and got millions of views. Obviously, when it means millions, then you obviously would have comments criticizing her. And then it, it put her down, like, the whole day eating ice cream, went into like online series, didn't want to go back to the real world because she didn't want to face it. And then she came across, I don't exactly remember the resource or a story, but it says something like, you cannot take the feedback for kind of destroying the code here, but I'm explaining with my own words. It's like, you cannot take the feedback from someone who's not in your arena. Who's not in the arena, which means if you take an arena of, you know how the bull, you know, arena in Spain where they have the bull. Yeah, and yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know the name, but yeah. So if you're there and then you're sweating and, and taking the risk of being with that bull and then you're getting slapped by the bull and then you're getting blood and sweat and you're doing the work, you know, and, and you're someone sitting in the front row being a spectator. And then you might say something like, oh, and then you might criticize the the guy doing this. I don't remember the name. Anyways. Matador. At the end of the day, okay, thank you. Why would you criticize a matador if you haven't even been in their shoes? Like you don't even know what it's like to be there. You know, and it's so easy to do it. You know, as humans, like, we love to do it. Oh, and, and then we're like, and then people like love to talk about others and all. And I talked about this topic actually last week about perfection. And sometimes I hear people saying, yeah, but you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect, but, and I'm like, guys, there's no such thing as perfection. Like at the end of the day, we're humans, we're not AIs, we're not robots, we cannot do it all. So, you know, we have our own emotions, we have our own capacity as well. We have our own moments in life because, you know, life is like, it's a combination of high and lows and that's okay. As long as you're trying your best and you do things that are aligned with you, go for it, go out there, do it, try you know, learn from what you're trying. Same, like this year, I created a community for Greenpush and I had to close it down. And it was so scary to post online that I was closing down my community. But I was like, you know what? I learned so much from that experience. Might as well share the lessons from it. And like so many people came back and encouraging me. So people are not that mean, you know, online. Honestly, I've had so much positive response from my own social presence in a way. And at the end of the day, it's it's just about what intention you're putting out there. So if you, you're looking to be that perfection, you might never start. But you need to take that first step and be happy and proud that you're taking that first step. And it doesn't mean that you need to also put online a lot of content and become, you know, someone uh, working full on on their personal branding. I'm not saying that, but it can be just starting by, I don't know, 
DMing a few people that you're interested to talk with. It can be about listening to podcasts that you enjoy listening to. It can be about being part of conversations within, you know, some posts and giving your own opinion. And then it's fine. It's okay to have a debate. It's okay to not agree. As long as it's done in a respectful way, I think that's important. Another thing that I wanted to add is something I learned from Stephanie Dixon from Green is the New Black. So they're organizing every year the Conscious Festival. And she shared about a story of, I think it was years ago, they found a place, a location for the Conscious Festival, but they, that place had an aquarium or something where some people basically defending dolphins, they were like really going against that festival and why are you sponsoring a place that's uh, bad for dolphins or whatever. So she got attacked, right? But then instead of being like, I'm going to ignore them and let them be, she honestly, she just opened the conversation with that person. And I was like, okay, let's sit down for a coffee and let's just discuss, you know, what's, tell me what's wrong. Maybe there's some learning here that might be helpful to me. And then it was a lesson for her to, you know, maybe do her due diligence better. There's always some room for, for improvement and room for growth. So if you're okay with that, if you're in that mindset of it's either a win or a learning lesson, then you're gonna you can do so much with your life. You know, then nothing is stoppable. It's gonna stop you anyway. Because even even if you get the criticism, what are you learning from that thing? There's always a learning behind. To finish my point, last time I got, yeah, I don't know if I should go into this, but let's say that I got some someone attacking me in real life. And this is what happened. And the learning lesson behind was, okay, Alia, you you don't have to be nice with people who you don't connect with. Because I have that tendency of trying to help everyone and give to everyone. But actually, I need to learn how to be a little bit smarter about this. So it's a lot of self-conversations as well when things happen to you. It's like, okay, this happened. Okay, maybe there's an opportunity for me to grow. What did I learn from that? And of course, it doesn't have to be like that day you understand everything, but maybe the reflection and the understanding will come two, three days later during a walk. I don't know, your fourth walk. And then you're like, oh, okay, now I understand. And that's it. And then you keep on moving anyway. So that's that would be my, my answer to your question. So go for it. <laughs> that's a great answer. And we even got a question for, for the listener to reflect on, which I think is so important. And it really speaks to one of our most recent panels that we did for our certification court, which was at least a time of recording, which was all about accessibility and inclusion. No, actually, sorry, accessibility. That was the main topic. One of our panelists, who was amazing, one of our uh, graduates, and he said, kind of, you know, reminded people to be brave when we're talking about some of the again, obstacles for people to show up and actually do things differently and try things and things not working. So I just want to echo that in everything you said. There is an element of, as you say, being woman living my life for. And actually, if you are just making one change and one, and one shift and that change can make a smaller impact, is already a bigger impact than probably what you would have done the day before when you haven't even tried. And I think there's an element of being open to know that you don't know everything. And especially if you decide to which is the next kind of point that I wanted to make, to go into something, into an area that you're really passionate about, but you're being more like an enthusiast and you realize that now within your personal brand or your company or as a marketer, you have the power to actually make a difference in that area. You know, you are going to be able to make some changes and some difference within that. And that being brave is just being open to the fact that maybe it's completely new to you and you don't know exactly the ins and outs. And I love the idea of welcoming then the feedback that comes from people by being, instead of ignoring that, 
I always say take the public to private. I think that's a great way to hear the person out, have a conversation, feeling that you can just have that understanding together. And then whichever way you do that, you can then take action and kind of see what you want to change or what you should change or what you should think about next time. Which leads me to one point that is really important that we have been talking about a lot and I've seen a lot also online recently being talked about. So we talk a lot about value-driven marketing and what we do at the school and what we teach as well. There's a lot of understanding values and stuff. One of the biggest things for me that makes a difference to take things to the next level is then taking these values and putting them into action. And you talked about it a bit like understanding what you're passionate about and then seeing what can be done. And so I just kind of wanted to open that final side of the conversation for this question, very big question about <laughs> teaching, which was, what would you say if somebody, let's say, you know, like a company comes to you and they're like, great, we really want to make a difference here. And they actually do understand what they're passionate about and what their values are and what they want to make that difference. But I think there's still a bit of a gap between understanding that you can take the value and then turn it into action. And it doesn't always have to be an action that is necessarily excuse the lack of a better word, broadcasted to the world, as long as it's done. You know, I think there's a lot of fear in doing things internally without doing it for the validation. I know they're saying it and just doing it because, you know, this is kind of some, what you want to do. You know, this is like a value that you have and you want to carry out in different sides of your business. So it's a big kind of umbrella again question. Sorry. I like putting the values into action. How important is it? And if people want to do it and they just kind of brought that to their attention, once again, it can feel a bit overwhelming so maybe is the idea of starting small, but is there anything that you would say to that? Mm, yeah, it's a good question, but a very large one, I would say. I agree, like not everything needs to be, you know, broadcasted, broadcasted. And sometimes there's the, even the, the other side where the company is almost doing it for the broadcast. You know what I mean? Just that tick of the box. What I help corporates with is really help them build that movement internally, that team, and bridge that gap between employees who want to do more, and they don't really know who are the other folks who are also interested in this topic and putting them together, you can actually do so much by putting people in a group, putting people in a community, putting people in a team, and it can like amplify the impact so much and you never know where it's going to lead, right? So I think especially for companies doing things internally, it's as long as it makes sense for the people doing it and helping on that and that, you know, as long as they want to have a positive impact, and of course, if there's a little bit of noise around it, if it's shared again, maybe that's also good because it can like inspire others to do the same. And I think we need we need more of this. We need more sharing, more inspiration. Maybe, you know, a company A doing this might inspire a company B to do the same kind of initiative. And that's great. You know what I mean? It's like, I think we need to move away from this mindset of everyone is doing this little thing in silo and then... And that's, yeah, I mean, it can be done and as long as it's having a, a good impact. But at the end of the day, like, it reminds me of the community that I founded in Singapore for my neighbors, for them to waste less and share more. It started as a new neighborhood community. Lots of workshops have been done, lots of events, lots of education and awareness as well. And now the community is still running and I got, you know, a media feature about it. I got to talk more about this. And I don't know, maybe by doing this, I'm planting also some seeds in people's heads that they can also do the same. Maybe they can also create a no-buy group in their own community. You never know. So I think it's like finding that balance between doing things for your own good, basically, and not for your own good, but it's like for the, the greater good, I would say. And that is aligned with you. 
and also having enough noise to maybe also inspire others to do the same because if it's kept secret then no one would know about it and then maybe you won't have that ripple effect that I believe in so much and that's why I believe in the power of communities so I think it's it's a balance of both and the community piece really speaks to me in what you said about then bringing your people into the equation and bringing your team and other people around you into that and kind of making it part. I think it's also an element of empowerment. Obviously, there's the element of advocates as well. They become the advocates for for that and they understand how they are also making that impact. But I think it's also really interesting to think about it as then, you know, empowering them then to take their own action and to be open to suggest things. And I think that's the other thing that can be feeling a bit overwhelming if you like have to figure it all out myself. But if you lean into your community, whether it's your team or sometimes even your customers, if if that's where you want to go, if that's, you know, the kind of business that you have or your community members or whatever, and see what they're passionate about. I think it opens up so many avenues and I think it's a lot easier than to think about, is there anything I can do right now that fits within, as you say, what is talked about around or like time of the year where there is some needs that I know that I want to feel because of how I want to make a difference in the world. But I guess a lot of the problems come with just getting started and you already gave us an idea of how to get started. You know, like that kind of like identifying your passions, not trying to do it all, right? Yeah, that's what I was, did you say? And to be honest, I don't like to use the word fashion because I feel so strong and a lot of people might feel, you know, not related to it because they haven't found it and they don't know what it is. So it's really, really sitting down and asking yourself that question of, you know, what what are these topics that interest me or, you know, I want to learn more about it. Just starting by this might already give you a hint about the things that you want to do on your free time and learn about or have conversations about that really speak to you and that feels like it's not even work. And I think that once you hit that, then it's amazing because then you can do so much more. And and I'm talking about that reflection moment or maybe it's things that you have done in the past, it doesn't have to be new. Like for me, I've been building communities, but it took me two years to understand that I actually I like building communities and putting people together. So sometimes it's just about asking yourself, what are the things I also did last year where I felt so much joy doing it and you made me so happy and it was not work related, you know? And maybe this will already give you an idea of the your own interest and and uh, yeah, in brackets passion. But I yeah, I, I feel that this word is a little bit extreme because not everything needs to be one hundred percent. So it's just about getting started in these areas that speak to you, speak to your heart more than your mind. Because I it's like life is a continuous basically <laughs> conversation between our heart and our mind and our ego basically and the ego will always want to find logic into what we do you know and oh no maybe it's better to stay there and you know you earn good money or whatever it will always try to find excuses and your heart will always speak the truth to you and I think it's also about accepting that we also evolve as people as long as you have that alignment with yourself that's already amazing and if you don't have it, then, you know, maybe start, it's time to start asking yourself some important questions, I would say. So the volunteering one is a good one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that one. My second question, yeah, that, but that was only the first question. But uh, the second question, uh, I think, is a bit more specific in the way that you already gave us some things that you learned from others or something that really stood out to you. But if you were to think about one, it can be a resource, it can be a lesson, 
It can be, you know, even like a system or a framework that you learned from somebody else within your journey of learning and kind of getting more and more passionate about, obviously, the impact you can make, especially when it comes to climate action. Is there any person and or resource that comes to mind, you know, something that you learned from somebody else that really stood out to you in this topic? Wow, so many things. So resource, I just shared today again an updated version of my Airtable with 300 plus sustainability resources. It's for free, it's for everyone. So you can just look it look it up on my profile, it's there. So yeah, definitely there is like, there are a lot of resources uh, from books to podcasts, to documentaries, to films, to TEDx, different types of communities as well, courses, articles, reports. I mean, you have it all. And I've spent a lot of time finding a tagging system that would work to make it easy for your search. So this is really from me. And so I think for the resource that that's really... Uh, what I can share and in terms of person or you said a learning lesson something I learned very recently from a woman that I that inspires me a lot her name is Christine and she taught me about how it's important to be a smart giver and how in life you have you know takers you have people who are matchers so it's like I give and I take and then you have givers like me who sometimes tend to give a lot and not even allowed to receive. And she said that that it's about being a smart giver because if you're not smart about it, then people will just, you know, get take advantage of you. What you shared at the, at the beginning of the conversation, putting your boundaries, saying no, is a really, really important thing to do and to learn how to do it. And it's something that I started to do this year and it has been so uncomfortable I learned that it doesn't have to be like a straight no that's very mean. It, of course not, this is not what I'm suggesting, but it can be even a small no, even a small, sorry, I can for now, or maybe in a few months, or sorry, I don't, I cannot do it, whatever it is, but I don't have time, whatever excuse you find. It's just being stopped, like running away from that people pleaser attitude to an attitude where you do things that feels right for you not because you feel like you have to do it because otherwise it's just not the same energy as well. So now it's one of my weekly, in my weekly tracker of, you know, habits that I have. It's one of my objectives is to say no every single week to anyone. It can be someone that I don't really know. It can be to a friend. It can be to my family, anything. I just, I'm learning and embracing how to say no more and more often. You know what's really beautiful about it? I I see the trap between what we talked about as a personal slash professional, but definitely kind of like a, a personal journey there. And there's also what we talked about, which is the other layer talking about obviously impact and making a difference. There's a lot to learn about that, about, you know, kind of conserving your energy, refilling your own cup, which we talked at the beginning and really understanding, you know, sometimes do it less. And you talked about it in multiple ways, focusing on less, focusing on the right things, which also means saying no. And I think it's hard for us. And I'm going to spin it because I definitely relate to that when it comes to professional, like people are like, fab, stop being a giver. And I'm like, but it feels so good. And I see that, you know, that's the thing. If you see that it's making a difference, you're like, but yay. But then as you say, you don't know, you know, have you got then the time to do the other things that you want to do? Have you got the time to focus on the other things that are important? And as you say, how you matching the energy of the other person? Very important. Anyway, the other point I wanted to make was also on, if you look at it on a company scale, I just want to relate it back one more time to the idea of then making that impact and difference. And I think even within that, it's about 
learning how to say no to things, even when there's a shiny object and you're like, this is actually a great time for us to jump on this other conversation because it's in line with our values. And that can be great, but I think it's always getting back to and having a bit of an auditor and assessment with yourself and being, if you want to jump into this conversation, do we have the time, resources and energy to actually do this? Whether it is a campaign, whether it is taking action, whether it is even just kind of creating a whole story around it. And I say this because I know that once again, if you have something that, you know, you want to make an impact on and really speaks to you, you want to ideally do as much as you can. I genuinely find that having that moment of pause and that reflection, whether it's a habit of saying no, whether it's a habit to actually think about things twice, means that you are doing less, but it doesn't mean that you're making less of an impact. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I think it has to be also reminded because I know there are people on that side of the spectrum that are like, I want to change the world. And I want you, by the way, the listener to change the world. But also we want to do it in a way that we can not burn out and that we can also have the energy to continue doing it instead of just, you know, not having anything else to give. So that's my little TED talk. Yeah. Thank you for coming, everybody. Yeah, and it's about, <laughs> it's about sustaining yourself as a person as well and your own energy. And I think when you're really mindful about it, everything is different because in your approach. Because then if you remind yourself that whenever you're saying yes, Think also of the flip side. What are you saying no to? It's like a coin, right? So if you're saying no, you're also saying yes to something else. So instead of being like, oh, but I said no, but hmm, I could have help. Yeah, but actually when you said no to that person, you're saying yes to yourself, saying yes to my, maybe, you know, something that you have been wanting to do that is really important to you and you needed more time for this. I don't know. It can be anything. But if you try to find that flip side, it makes things so different as well. I think that's really important to ingrain that in your own thinking because then it's it's just a different approach in your own head and then you don't really feel bad about it because it's like, yeah, no, I'm, and I'm owning my no because I, I honestly, I don't have the bandwidth. So I'd rather show up as someone who is giving you the right energy than someone who's, you know, I'm saying yes ugh, because I have to and I will just show up like... Uh, you know, like last week, we were supposed to have a conversation for my own podcast. And, and I was just honest with you. I was like, Fab, I cannot. Like now, it's, I don't have the bandwidth. And it would have, it wouldn't have been the same conversation at all. So why are we wasting our time for hours, like for both of us? Why? I'm trying to say no. And sorry if it was a little bit last minute. And I said sorry and I apologize. And you're very comprehensive. But I'm also saying yes to having more time for my own, you know, things that I had to do at that moment that were also more important at that time. And that's also okay. So, you know, it's just being aligned with uh, whatever you have on your plate and think of it as, I don't know, I'm just making this analogy of food because it's like, if you have a plate and it's, you put food on it, but at some point you will just, or your cup, you were talking about filling up a cup, you know, you don't want it to have too much and you don't want it to be completely dry and empty. So it's finding that balance as well and being mindful about it and that was my ted talk thank you <laughs> <laughs> you got two ted talks today dear listener you are very welcome plus recommendations for others yes i know um and you know what the funny thing is the third question was going to be what is something that you have unlearned recently and how it has improved the quality of your life can i lead and say that potentially the biggest thing that you have unlearned is exactly what we have talked about like for the past yeah. 10 minutes, which is that element yeah. of saying no, because I think that would be what would jump to mind to me, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another one was is to allow to receive. 
that's also a big one, asking for help. Honestly, it's so important. At some point, if you want to do something, if you want to start somewhere and, and it's important to you, ask for it. Put it out there. Ask people to help you. And that's also important to, at, like, you never know until you try. You know what I mean? And sometimes we do need the help because we first, we don't have all the answers. Google doesn't have all the answers. ChatGPT doesn't have all the answers. And, you know, more often than not, being in a community, even sometimes even a Facebook group, even a WhatsApp group, and just being posting a message saying, hey, I'm looking to do this. I need help, blah, blah, blah. Can you recommend me whatever? And then you never know. You might have one or two people helping you, and and this might do a whole difference in your own approach or whatever you're looking to initiate, you know? So that that's a big thing for me, asking for help, because I feel like it's easy to give. And it, in my case, it was not, not that easy to receive. So allowing that is also important. Yes, a thousand percent, yes. And actually on that point, before I jump into our quickfire, I wanted to say that we have been working at a time of recording, we'll be working on an accelerator for the last part of the year, which is what we want to do when it comes to the lead up post certification, because it's been coming up from a lot of sources. That was something that wasn't there. And we have actually the right people that can help us making it happen. And again, timely, I have been asking a few people for help because I want to reach more people to see how to make it happen. And by the time of listening, maybe it has already happened in one form or another. Instead of being stuck in my own ways of feeling a bit the dread of trying to answer again something, not knowing if that's the format that people love, if that's the way that people love it. I've been asking people, including yourself, uh, can you please share to somebody that you know or to, to a couple of people about this? Because I would love to get more data on it because I would love to get more ideas. And it's really hard for me because I just, I have the thing and I don't know if anybody else relates. I don't want to inconvenience people. I don't want to ask for too much. And then again, it's that kind of thing that sometimes the people that are really afraid of asking are the ones that are giving so much to others. So I find it's kind of funny how that sometimes works. So for somebody who struggles to ask for help, as uh, you were mentioning as well, it's actually something that if you learn how to do, it can give you so much. And I think the community spirit is really important, especially when you're trying to make things better for everybody else as well. So thank you yeah. for that. And just on the one side, because I know you have your fire questions, but I'm going to give you an example, real life example, because sometimes an ask, doesn't, it doesn't have to always be help, but it can be just an ask. And you never know until you try. So a real life example, yesterday we were in a restaurant and uh, my partner ordered a salad with halloumi and he was like, can you please give me a little bit extra, like if you can? And then we're like, oh yeah, but you need to pay extra. And he's like, um, no, but then it's okay. And then, but if you have extra, then you give me, you know? And then he asked, right? He just put it out there. <laughs> and then the, the, actually the waiter came back, not only with the salad full of halloumi, but with extra, lots of extra pieces because the chef, whatever, just wanted to be nice. I don't know what how it happened, but I feel like sometimes you just also need to be vocal about your message. And whatever you want to do, maybe you want to start this new thing and you haven't even figured out how to do it, where to start. You don't even know what the help is needed for this, but you're just saying it. You're just saying to people, this is where I want to, what I want to start, where I want to live one day, where, you know, just kind of manifesting it in a way and putting it out there. And you never know, maybe someone will hear it or read about it and be like, hey, actually, I know someone who blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes the help will even come your way 
without even like doing that much of an effort, but doing that effort to at least putting it out there. So yeah, that would be my final thing about this topic. <laughs> and you never know, you might get extra Lumi if you ask for it. That's another great lesson because I love Lumi myself. So excellent to know. Very, very good to know. Quick fire. I have some options for you and you have to choose between this or that. So there's two options. You choose the one that you would keep. Are we ready? Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Spotify playlist or podcast? Podcast. Voice notes or text? Voice notes. <laughs> <laughs> I sensed that when you mentioned it earlier. Um, carousels or reels? Uh, no, carousel. TikTok or YouTube? YouTube. And finally, memes or GIFs? Uh, gi uh, GIFs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can be really funny. <laughs> Okay. I know, I, Did uh, I pass I, the test? <laughs> yes. I mean, the gift one is usually the one where, where I'm always like, kind of like eyeing people out. But then there's nothing wrong with saying memes. I'm just a big lover of gifts. So, you know, I, I also created my own ones because this is the level of madness that I went to. So, you know, I'm really fond of them. <laughs> Before we get you to tell us a bit more about where people can find out more about you again, I wanted to give you one power. You know, we're going to live with one power. Uh, somehow you managed to get this power where you can broadcast one message onto everybody's phone. If you could do that, if you could broadcast one message onto everyone's phone, what would that be and why? Just start. Yeah, the why, because, you know, there's so much things happening in our heads, so many scenarios sometimes that we make and excuses and all these things and sometimes it's also about just putting yourself out there and just starting with whatever first step it can be but just giving yourself the chance of a starting point until you see where it will lead you i love this thank you so much I genuinely think that we got so much not just from our case on what we can do when it comes to our work but also I think as people, I think it's so important. It's so interwoven as well. Like, you know how we show up as humans as much as we talked about human to human as we show up when it comes to the bigger picture and our brand and companies and whatever. So if people want to find out more about you as well as your the resource um, Hairspace table will be found in the show notes. So don't you worry. But if people want to find out more about you, other little things, where should they go? Let's give them a space to say hi. Yeah, uh, my LinkedIn. I'm a LinkedIn person, so they can just look Look for me on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much one. again for being with us. <laughs> thank you. It was, thank you, Fab. It was an absolute pleasure. And as always, we'll be back next time with more ways to market to hearts. In the meantime, it's been a pleasure. And until next time, class dismissed. Mm -hmm.